0: Hi, I'm Tim, compulsive overeater, and I just celebrated uh, tel- 10 years of abstinence, and, and as of this month, I'm down 95 pounds. Um, so, I guess, um, I guess the focus on your recovery in the 12-step program. Um, okay, so, I got till 9.15, okay, so 25 minutes, okay, um... So, I did not grow up in uh, California. I grew up in the Midwest. And um, I th- I've shared it before, but I'll just do it real quick. Um, we were encouraged to eat big meals. And it was a source of pride that I could eat like my older cousins... And, like, my uh, my uncles, and, and I looked up to all my uncles. I looked up, I desperately wanted to be like them. And so when they ordered big meals, that's exactly what I ordered. And I always got a pat on the back, like, or at least attention was drawn when I could eat as much as they could. And, but I did not have any physical manifestations of this disease until I hit high school. I grew up, we were either, I really liked playing sports. And I and I didn't like working. We had to work a lot, and, but, and I got to play sports. So my, I did not... I was always sensed that I was a little bit healthier than the rest of the guys, but but it, it, there was no manifestation. I could eat as much as I wanted, as often as I wanted. Um, I remember when I started using food to cope with my emotions was when I was about, I think, in fourth grade. Um, you can see the first picture in there. That's how I dealt with the world. Um... It's me basically giving the finger to somebody. <laughs> that, that's that's who I am, unaided, and and I was that I've been that way since I've been a kid, and um, and I remember going home after a rough day. Maybe somebody uh, called me out on it, whatever it was, and I just ate as fast as the toast could toast. I ate it, buttered it, and ate it as fast as I could. And and I felt better, <laughs> and, and, and 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 I had like I said I had no consequences until I got to high school, and uh, that was when I I learned my first habit that stuck, and that was quitting. Uh, I in and, in and, and, and when I was young I was a really good baseball player, but as soon as I saw my first curveball, I knew I wasn't going to be the best anymore. <laughs> I just believed it, and then within a season I quit. I I, I just was like. I didn't give it, if I wasn't going to be the best, I didn't want to do it. And uh, so then I quit that sport and I quit uh, soccer. And because the the high school that I went to had just won the state championship. So obviously I was going to have to try out for that team and I might not be good enough, so I quit that too. And so I went to football. And as you can see, I really never hit that growth spurt. I never, they they put me, I wasn't fast enough to, to play any skill positions, so they put me on the offensive line. And and I was five foot two, uh, 135 pounds, and so um, uh, that didn't work out really well. And so I quit. I, I quit that. I quit that too. And so uh, I started wrestling. And and for a brief mo- for a brief time, uh, I, I I I liked the exercise bulimia, and I liked starving myself. There was some sense of superiority if I could just go through the day with only like drinking diet coke. There was I don't know what it was, but at the end of the day, I was proud of myself and, and uh, if, if I could do that. But that, that stopped after maybe one or two seasons, and I ended up quitting that too. Um, and so when I got to college, that's when the significant weight started coming. It was maybe only 20 pounds in high school, then it was 40 pounds, because there was a lot of drinking, and there was unrestricted anything. Anything I wanted, I could drink as much as I wanted to, and, and I did find alcohol. I found alcohol in my teens and 20s. And and it, it worked as a good diet because it basically did a lot for what after the, after the alcohol was taken away in my twenties, all of a sudden some, that that what what I was doing with alcohol got done with food, and so in my twenties it was only you know forty pounds, but I could use uh, obsession about a girlfriend, or obsession about success, or obsession about you know whatever it was. Starting over, I, I'm I'm really good at starting things over. I'm not really good at sustaining anything. And so, um, I'd go, it was, it was, you know, 20 to 30 in high school, then 40 to 50 in, in, in college. And then when I got out, it was the drive for success. I, I literally, um, I was, (laughs) I was telling a fellow this, I, I was a, I was a salaried employee. And, uh, but I was still working 80 hours a week because I wanted to get to the top. and, and, I could. I was eating fast food all the time. I was because I I was so busy working. But there there was the weight didn't come on. But as soon as as soon as that crashed and burned. As soon as I didn't. They didn't do what I thought they should do because I was doing all this extra work that they never asked me to do. And, and so as soon as that came and, and I just quit that too I mean that, that was I was really doing really well with the quitting thing and I, I, I literally quit on a post-it note I was like oh uh, I quit uh, here's my here's the keys to the building and so um I went back um I moved back in, in the house because I didn't move out. I didn't fully move out of the house because I could always run to mom and dad. I didn't fully move out until so I was probably 27 or 28. And then I moved in with my sister. <laughs> so, you know, um, but So that's when the food really started taking off for me was when the alcohol stopped. When I was 29 years old... Um, alcohol literally stopped working it was from one day to the next I, I was just like a voice came to my head says listen if you keep drinking you're headed for trouble and I turned to the girl that I was dating and I said I'll never drink again and I've, and I've never wanted to drink since that day it was literally removed but food came in like next, it was like oh I still have all of this uh, um, the way I live life the guy right there in the pictures the, he's still there and, and when I live like that way, I need a friend. And uh, alcohol took care of that. I could, I could wreak wreckage all day long living that way. And at the end of the day, go home and have a couple of drinks and it'd be gone. Well, when that was gone, it was, it was a couple. It was, I remember it was pints of ice cream. I just really liked pints of ice cream. Um, and so the weight really came on. Now it's about 60 or 70 pounds. Uh, I, go to a, I go to a wedding, and one of my uncles has lost a lot of weight. And my dad and I, who, they're just three, just three, um, there are three people in my immediate family who have had the gastric, four people, excuse me, four people now, that have had the gastric bypass. So we're all just big eaters. And so um, he said, hey, oh, I give up sugar. I give up sugar. And my dad and I literally looked at each other and said, let's bet you can give up sugar the longest. And so, and, and I didn't have really any money at the time. And, and he's like, "Let's bet two round trip round trip tickets to Hawaii to do this." And I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." <laughs> and so I gave I gave up a sugar for 13 months. And I'm like, and I remember saying at the end of the party, I was like, at the end of the party, I'm like, I really hope this changes the way I look at food because I knew there was something off about me and food. And so. As I was doing this, I started losing weight, started feeling better, started exercising. Now I went to extreme exercising. And so I didn't run a 5K, I ran a marathon. And after the marathon, I did the Ironman triathlon. And after the Ironman triathlon, I'm literally looking into Mount Everest. Mount Everest was popular at the time. Because <laughs> I knew, the thing is, that I, I, I'm not good at doing anything second time. I, it gets boring. It's not fun. It's not new. I need, I need something new. I need something different. And I knew if I stopped, the weight was coming back on. So that's when I pulled a geographic and I moved out to California. And so now I'm, I, cause I was, I, you know, there I had nothing holding me in, in the Midwest. I wasn't married. I was like, And so I come out here to get into the entertainment business. And so I start working as a production assistant. And we're working long hours. And there's a lot of free food there. And I'm starting to take back a little bit of food. And I'm training uh, what do you call? It? I'm training for for what turns out to be my last marathon, and I'm gaining weight. And a fellow t- oh. I, I was I by the way with all my drinking I got in I don't know how it, with all my drinking I got into Al Anon I don't know but that, <laughs> but that's that was my story I, I went into Al Anon um, and I came out here and I had the fellowship of Al Anon and they were like. Um, of one of the guys, his name's White Flag Walter. He brings a surrender flag with him, and he's you know skinny. He's like six foot four, and he's like yeah. He showed me a picture when he's like three hundred pounds. And I'm like, well, what did you do? Because I went to him, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if this I don't know if it, if it was ever said, but when I attended Al-Anon meetings, what I heard was Al-Anon is the graduate program of twelve step programs. Now. And it, it, so that kind of implied that food was the remedial program. In my mind, that's what it, that's what it implied. Food was the remedial program. So I'm like, I, I don't need that. But I went away to Chicago. I, I, there were, I, my best thinking was to eat a large pizza in my room the night before. That, that's what I did. The next day, I ran the worst time I've ever ran. There were, there were people in my family that had never run a marathon that beat me. And that was humiliating. It was I, it was it was just such a blow. So in the airport on the way back, I bought a, I bought a diet book. I bought my first diet book. I never bought one. I bought it. Got I got all the food. Sunday night I went out. Was exhausted. I went out. Got all the stuff. Monday I started. By lunch I'm eating the foods I shouldn't eat. So I go. I'm like okay, go into OA. I'm working the steps in OA. And I got right away. Walter said, "Listen, there are foods that you eat as soon as you eat them, it triggers this phenomenon of craving, and then you can't stop yourself from eating them. Like, I know flour sugar, boom, <clears throat> great. all of a sudden, weight drops off i 'm working the steps in here I'm back down to my high school wrestling weight, and i 'm working the steps now and on, and, and I 'm doing the what he do called doing the food in OA. but then all of a sudden, everything starts going well. I mean. The, I get a wife, I get a girlfriend, who eventually turns into the wife, I get the job, it's now turning into a career, and I'm getting real busy. And all of a sudden the weight starts to creep on, so I'm leaving OA meetings too early so I can get to spin class to manage the weight. Mm-hmm. And so I'm ducking out of, the, of this, I, and, and I still, to this day, love. Oh, I love meetings. I really do. I like going to meetings. It's never. A, there's really never a. I'm like, ah, I'll just go to the meeting anyway. You know, whatever. And so I'm sneaking out of meetings early to get to spin class. What happens is the weight is. I'm trying to control the weight more and more. The more weight comes on, the more weight comes on, and I'm like, this doesn't work. Screw it, and I'm out. I go into relapse. And my relapse was five years, and I gained 120 pounds. And so, um... Uh... The wife turns in... uh, The girlfriend turns into the wife, and as you can see, I I try to hide behind the baby. You know, I... (laughs) I put the baby up in front of me because I think it makes me look thinner. (laughs) Babies are are swimming. And so, uh, um, My life... It's out of control. It really, uh, the, so on May the 4th, when, that, when the beast is on me, I cannot stop eating. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot stop. Once I start, once I put those foods in, I cannot stop. And I ate so much, I, as soon as there was more room, I kept eating, I kept eating. It, and I just, I couldn't stop. And, and, I, and I, I, May the 4th, I threw up in my mouth when I was sleeping at night. And I was like, and all along my wife was like, hey, Tim, do you want to, because I was in O.A. when we first started dating. And, she, and at first she was like, that's really restrictive, that three meals? That's, that's, that, you can't eat anything between that? I'm like, no, that's really restrictive. And then she was like, hey, maybe you should go back to O.A. LA. Yeah. <laughs> and so sure enough, um, I, I snuck, I drove all the way out to Pasadena from North Hollywood. And there were, there, there's a bunch of, right in the city. Right there. I drove all the way out to Pasadena. And just this is... I've been at two or three Pasadena meetings. And I've always just got a weird vibe. That's, all, that's just me. There's just a, a weird vibe in there. And I, and I was like, oh my God, this isn't it. This is not it. But I knew where it was. I knew where, the, where, uh, where I heard and felt good whenever I walked into that room. And I was embarrassed to walk back in there. Because, I mean, I, when I left... I, I looked good, and now I'm coming back 120 pounds up. But man, I was, I, I was, I was beaten, food had beaten me into a state of reasonableness that the big book talks about. And so I came back in, I, I got a sponsor right away. I knew the flour and the sugar were immediate, and he's like, oh, great. He goes, perfect. And then we, we've only had five, five food conversations in 10 years, that's all we've ever had. And the first one was flour and sugar. The second one was, after 30 days, he goes, hey, what have you put on your plate in the last 30 days that as soon as you put it there, you were looking for the second healthy." And I'm like, ooh. Mm. And I, <laughs> out of my naivete, I thought I was going to get more of those foods. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, oh, oh. I so saw. I was honest. So that was, the, that was, my, that was my mistake. <laughs> uh, I said, rice and potatoes. And he goes, Tim, those... Those are foods you get high with. Those are foods that once you start, you start having conversations with them. And you're looking at taking it from your kids. You're looking at taking it from other people at the table. And you are now no longer present to what's going on. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, well, yeah, that was just potato salad. He goes, I'm like, what about baked potatoes? And he goes, he goes, Tim. Now, at this time, he had 10 years of abstinence. He had 140-pound weight loss. And he took it as seriously as when I remembered him, him five years prior, he took it just as seriously ten years. And he goes, Tim, my experience is, is if you're playing with any derivatives of those foods, you're, it's eventually going to lead you back to that one, that, that food. And so I was like, listen, I just, I was, I was tired. I, I, I was tired of losing, is really what it was. Because I, I saw I tried to do it my way for 39 years. I tried to do it my way. I tried to win. And I always lost. And so I just listened to it. And I just put that down. And then the weight just dropped off. And the only other times we, we came to this agreement, we came to this average body weight, we came to this body weight, this range. And the only time we have a discussion about food is when we're outside the range, whether it's been too low, and then and, and it's been too high. And that's all the time we discuss food. Because really, he talks about Food has no depth and weight. The message that can hold an alcoholic or an addict must have depth and weight. And what we're talking about is that guy. The picture number one. That guy is the guy that we have to get rid of. That's the guy that we need to talk about. The guy that lives his life that way and in conflict with everybody. Uh, non And it doesn't stop. I... I, I the last round, the last round, of, uh, um, I've, I've recently worked through the steps again, it, it has been people in these rooms I've had to make amends to. And it, it, you know, because I desperately want to be right. I just, I guess, well, wait, wait a minute, wait. I want you to believe that I'm right. That, I mean, that's that more important than being right, is, is <laughs> making you believe that I'm right. And it's like, and so, I still, I make a lot of mistakes, but that... But when... Because I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of you actually finding out who I am. That, you know, I don't have all the answers. I, I have a, a really... I'm starting to get a conscious connection with a higher power that can solve all my problems. But I stray from that every day. I stray from... But the great part is there's a set of directions in the book that leads me right back to it. That, that I don't have to, number one, hurt myself with food. And and the problems are removed as, as I go along. I couldn't... I knew stealing was wrong. I really did know stealing was wrong. I, I had good parents. They made a lot of mistakes, but I had really good parents. And they taught me stealing was wrong. But I could always convince, just like with food, I could always convince myself that I needed to steal that. I could, and, and I would, up until, and, and my sponsor was like, listen, we're not going to deal with that. When that gets removed, that will be removed. You, that's, that, you know, that, that's not you going to do that. And sure enough, at like six years in, stealing stopped. It just went away. It, it, all of a sudden, it just went away. Now, for me, and I think, is, is this the meeting that you used to meet in the. Lockdown. Yeah, is this the meeting? Yeah. And I think I shared that maybe when I was maybe um, two years, maybe three years. And somebody asked me about what other, what, what other ways do you escape? And um, I said porn. And uh, uh, that's been recently removed because it, it became a problem. It became, it was, it's just like, is this the person that I want to be in recovery? Because I can't hide. I can't dump, I can't dump in, this, in, this, uh, in this, this big pond that my higher power has given me. I can't dump this poison over here and expect it not to have uh, five minutes. Of, I can't have it not have it results over here. And, and, and so I went to my sponsor and I said, listen, and he had done the same thing. He had went through the same thing. How do I, how do I walk through this with the use of my, and, and ask for the willingness? And as soon as I ask, please take this from me because I can't handle it. On my own, it just keeps getting, it keep, keeps growing and growing and growing, and it's just selfishness and fear, and it's like, please take, and it's been taken from me. And so can I, can, I, can I invite my higher power into all of my life so that I don't have to be that guy that, it, all he is is afraid. But what he, he comes off as as a bully. That's my two things: is I'm a runner or I'm a bully, and I'm both ends of the extremes. If I don't think I can beat you up, I'm going to run from you. But if I think I can beat you up, I'm going to try to run you over. And that's what I that's what I do. And so, can I find a way to come to the middle a little bit where I don't? I'm not so afraid that it's all going to work out exactly as it's supposed to. Today is exactly the way it's supposed to happen. I, I my my experience last night. I worked till. Um, I got home, I got to sleep about 3.45, almost 4 o'clock. And I get up with fellas in the morning and I do my 12-step work and I went to a a meeting and then I came here. And as I I was driving, I got about an hour and a half of sleep. And as I'm driving, I'm like... And it was service. I was service at work and I was... it wasn't I was out screwing around, partying around, whatever it was. I was of service at work. And I was was going to be of service. And I, I, I was like, listen... You brought me here i 'm here for a reason. I am here for a reason. you will give me the energy and the enthusiasm and the, the passion for this if this is where you want me and all of a sudden, I just I just woke up was I mean, really and it's just like so if, if my higher power is, brought, can I trust that? Can I trust that this is exactly where i 'm supposed to be today Can I trust that? I might not always like it. But am I being led? Is, is, is it Tim's, Tim's agenda today or is it my higher power's agenda today? Because my agenda always goes, it eventually leads back to that guy. It does. That's just who I am. That's, part, that, that's who I am. But with, but with, with power, with, with, with a real conscious connection with the higher power, I don't have that, that guy. He just stays quiet. He just stays quiet. So that's, all, that's where I'm at today. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions I've uh, shared up for today are my own and not those of Overviews Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need, not identi- you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. How many daily practices you do? Um, The question is do I have any daily practices? Um, yes. Um, so, uh, uh, in the morning I, w- I wake up at 4.45. Um, I pray and then uh, I start working with fellows at, at, I have two sessions, a session at 5 a.m. and one at 5.45. And then at 6.30 that's when the kids get up um, and so we get them to school. Uh, i do a 20-minute meditation. I, I send in my food, uh, my commitment for the food for the day, and then uh, I answer three questions. I answer. I, I need to always remember what's going right in my life. because I'll always my I always kind of go right towards what I'm not getting. Uh, so I answer what's going right, uh, what the plan is for today, and, and when I say what's going right, it's what what, what what really what was how did I execute my spiritual action program. For yesterday, was I absent? Did I go to a meeting? Did I make outreach calls? Did I work with the sponsor? Did I work with my sponsor? I just kind of and then what's the plan for the day? Am I going to be absent? Is my plan to be absent today? Am I going to go to a meeting? Prayer meditation. Uh, then uh, the third question is, what is keeping me from peace? And that's like the kids are the kids are bothering me again. Um, I'm, I work as a freelance employee, so. The, the jobs are I'm not working a lot um, you know my sponsees don't do what I tell them you know that's funny because that one has kind of gone away I just they're, they're doing the best they can just I'm here doing the best I can so are they and so um, uh, and then I do I, I, I have always have a reader and it's not necessarily uh, OA approved whatever it might be I pick it up I read and then I just write. I write a little. Oh, I read this and this is what. And I just write on it and send it to my. That's what I send to my sponsor every day. Um, I do. I, I have twenty minutes of meditation at the end of the night. I do my daily review, my eleven step daily review. And the real thing for me is that is the 10 step. Is how do I how do I live moment by moment and follow those the five directions in the tenth step? Are really when when these things come up, how do I turn to my higher power? and not get off the path and, and think about what I want, what I need, and all those things. When they come up, I ask God to remove those fears. I talk to a fellow. I find somebody I can help. This is an escalating... This is, for me, it's escalating. If, if God doesn't remove it, then I call a fellow. If that doesn't work... Then I, then I find somebody I can help. And and the one I skipped was the last direction. Love and tolerance of others is our code. That's the last direction. I've always skipped in the 10th step, and it's really, that's been a hard one for me to, to do. So those are the things that I do daily to to, to keep myself in fit spiritual condition.
1: Thank you. You may have answered this question, that response. But um, when you feel like you might want to quit because you're not going to be the best, hmm. um, what
0: do you do now being in the program being in recovery that maybe you didn't do before um, so w- if I to the question is, is if I feel like I want to quit um, and that's that's an interesting thing uh, I've always uh, I didn't come out here I'm a camera assistant I didn't come out here to be a camera assistant I came out here to be a writer <laughs> and I find it very hard to write <laughs> I, I do. I, I can get two words out. But and so I, I've really had to turn that over. I've had to say listen I get down on my knees before I do it and say, Listen, this is this is not my job this is not my project anymore. This is whatever you want. If if it's if it's if, 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 if I don't think it's good, it, it's none of my business anymore. I'm just, I'm just showing up. Whatever comes out, that's, that, that's what you want to come out. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be what I consider good. So, so I am just open to power. Alone, I always, I falter. I, I get weak. I, really, I just get afraid and weak. But with power, all of a sudden, I, 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 I can show up. So. That's that. That's what. That's been really. That's been really helpful for the past year for me. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, did you um, Did you talk about your your journey with your higher power? Did you? were you raised religious? Did
0: that come to you? And oh. uh, you know, so where and when and how and all that good stuff. The The question is how How did uh, um? Uh, my question is how do I come to a a, a Consciousness with my higher power. I did. I grew up Catholic, but uh, I did not want my God. I, he was. I took him out of a box on Sunday at one o'clock or twelve o'clock, and he went back in at one o'clock. You know, and and so, um, and the results were you know, two hundred and eighty pounds uh, in a, a life that was literally constant conflict.
1: That's why I had to eat.
0: I, I, the, way I, the way I operated either I took from you or you took from me and I, that's the way I walked through every day and no wonder at the end of the day I had to get those you know, I had to get that 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 unrest un, I mean, it had to go I need the, the doctor's opinion says I need ease and comfort now I'm going to either get it from a lot of program or a lot of God it, it was program at first it was a lot of program at first now it's a lot of God now it truly is a lot of God and, or it's a lot of food. It's one or the other. So I've I just started inviting Him into more and more areas of my life. I never had a problem with God. I just didn't think He was interested in in, in my problems. And, and so I just I started inviting Him into more and more and more things. Uh, um, meditation. I. I I really had a hard time for years with that. I, I, I don't know how many different apps I went to or YouTube channels I went to to get it. And I finally was reading Dr. Bob and the Good Old Timers. And they never talked about meditation. They talked about morning quiet time. They talked about morning quiet time where they would just sit. There was no breathing. It was just they sat. And I could sit. But because I was always looking to accomplish something, I was always looking to get. To, well, there's nothing to accomplish. It is just I'm, tra- I'm surrendering this time to a power. I don't understand what it is. I I, I, <laughs> um, I was asked by the a gentleman who was walking me through the steps to write characteristics of a higher power, and I went through and I wrote them all. And the the the, the image that popped into my mind was Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Ron if you ever hear this uh, um, it, it did it just popped into my head and, and I don't know why and you know what popped into me Wilfred Brimley is the new one that's going on for me right now I don't know why I don't know what it is and I don't need to understand it I just need to surrender to it and the more I can say please help me and really the tenth step for me is like when it says when these come up when dishonesty resentment fear and anger come up I ask God at once to remove them it, it, so it's, for me it's just a practice to say I'm asking God first I'm going to go to him first it's a practice I'm going to go to him first if that doesn't work then I make the phone call if that doesn't work then I'm going to find somebody I can help and it doesn't matter it doesn't have, you don't have to have a chip in your pocket for me I can. there's somebody might, on the street I might be able to help because I think signs are coming all the time but I was so busy with my way I couldn't see any of them I mean I think it, it is all there the gentleman who, who walked me through the steps last time, he goes, just pay attention. Pay attention to the intuitive things that are coming. That you, are you available to seeing them? Or are you moving so fast with what you want and your fears and your desires and, and, or, and, and you're missing all the signs? So, you know, I have to give up my way. <laughs> that's a hard thing. <laughs> so that's, and, and when I give up my way, another way can come in and I can be led. So.
1: What's
0: the hardest thing you've had to deal with since you've um, got your abstinence? The hardest thing I've had to deal with since I've gotten my abstinence? Um, I would say rage and anger are my go-to things. They really are. I mean, um, yeah, they... My kids, my kids, they, well, what do you call it? Um, uh, They, Dad, you're yelling again. Dad, you're, and I don't even know it. I don't even, I don't even wear. of it. And, um, you know, and, I, you know, it, it, it's funny that you mention it. I don't, I don't, I don't invite my higher power in in those moments. I really don't. And, and it, it's, it's not a, the well-worn path is, Kids misbehave, Tim reacts. Kids misbehave, Tim reacts. Kids misbehave, or wife doesn't clean out the refrigerator, Tim reacts. You know? I mean, they're, they're silly, silly things. My wife doesn't organize things the way I, I think they should be organized. And, but I can, I can copper resentment on that. And so, it, it is, it is that I am right. And I, I, I desperately need to be right. I, I truly, I want, I want to make sure you guys know how right I am. Um, and I will talk with absolute confidence about things I know nothing about, <laughs> or never experienced, or never experienced. And so, uh, um, being, being truthful with where I'm at and, and my anger. So thank you. Thank
1: you. How is uh, your food now? You Such poor flour, sugar, eggs, mm-hmm. and anything that you've come to say felt like you wanted more. Do you feel like now? How
0: long able to break no uh, that's a good question um, my the way my my sponsor talks about it is their alcoholic foods that I get high with those foods that I, I instantly change my perception of reality when I eat those foods and so uh, they're, I, they, they' they don't get reintroduced Um be, and, and really I, as far as food is concerned I've been, on, I've been on the pink cloud I have not been called by pizza or any of those foods my kids eat that they have, I, there's ice cream in their face and it's, it doesn't talk to me because it's just not mine there's, in no world is there is this going to be okay it, or, or if I did it this way and I just stood on my left foot and I ate I, or, or I ate coffee ice cream which I might hate then it'll be okay uh, um so I, I don 't want to trigger that disease that I have, and, and so if the, 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 the disease, the mental obsession, and the phenomenon of craving, I have not had a craving in ten years. Uh, pushing control is a piece of business. Portion control is a piece of business, and and, and, when we, and when we get outside the range, we have that discussion. It 's only happened twice. <laughs> I don't like I don't like food discussions. <laughs> I don't like so it's just it's much easier for me to commit it. I, pack, I so I work in a business that all the food's free. I pack my food because it's it's easier. I, I don't have freedom when I'm like are they going to run out of chicken? Is that chicken breast? No, is that because then I start talking. And, and when I have the conversation, I make the food choices, and, and I really I just do. I, and that's that's who I am. That's who I I have not found a place where I'm in this position of neutrality. With portions, I just w- when I make it in the morning, the decision is made, and I'm j- I guess I'm just too tight to say I'm going to throw that away. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I love the food that I eat. I really I love it. I, I eat good foods. I eat great foods, um, and I still love my food. And it's kind of the same food I ate ten years ago. So, thank you.
1: Um, you talked a little bit about your anger at kids mm-hmm. and your wife, but. You could. I wanted to ask you to go into a little more. I know you said you were dwelling on, but when you went back into OA, mm-hmm. how did that change your relationship, especially with your, your wife and your kids and your rage? Um, so,
0: so I, I, just to just to uh, be clear, I. I'm no longer an Al Anon. I, 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 people's drinking doesn't bother me. <laughs> I mean, everybody bothers me. But then,
1: but
0: people's drinking don't doesn't bother me, and that, that was always my understanding of Al Anon was for, and that stopped being a bother um, when I stopped dating alcoholics, and so, and so, um, and so uh, the rage actually got worse. It got worse when I put down the food. I, I mean, because I had no... I, uh, so, the, uh, you saw the picture, the first picture of me. That, um, I, that's, who I, that's who I am. That's, and, and, if, and if you don't get out of the way, you have to be run over. That, and it's one of the two things. And my wife and kids weren't leaving and so, I, I, I can still become a bully. I, I had <laughs> oh, to make so many I make so many amends. I, I, I had to make one to a sponsor because I tried to bully him. I, I thought I came up with this new thing. I just read the big book and I came up with a revelation. And he disagreed with me. <laughs> he disagreed with me. And I, I tried to... I, I made a couple jabs at him. Because I, I am right. I'm still... I'm, you know... And I, I called him afterwards. After, and I said, "Listen, this—if I can't offer you safety here, if you can't tell me what's really going on, then I—then I—this is—I'm doing i am doing you a disservice." Five minutes, Five minutes thank you. Um, so I, I just really—I'm going to stumble with this until it becomes just like with stealing, just like with the porn. It becomes a piece of business where I can—I—I I know I'll never get through it on my own. I, 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 I'm learning more and more. It's, it's all going to be about, it's going to be removed. It's not going to be me. I tried hard. I tried hard to hide that kid. To hide that guy all my life. I knew that wasn't the way to, to but, I, but I had no power. I did. I, I, I just didn't. I, he always came out. And it's probably the worst times, you know. But he always comes out. And I, I knew I shouldn't. I try I'm this and this. I need, I need access to power that he doesn't even need to come out. There's no need anymore. How do I live my life that he doesn't even need to show up? And so that, that's what I'm working on. And I don't know that it gets removed right away. So I still, my wife called me a bully this past week. She goes, as long as I agree with you, you're fine with it. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> so I, I and, but I get to, cl- and, and I went back to her and I'm I'm sorry, honey. I, you know, so I, and I was wrong. It's really more that I, I was wrong. I can say I'm sorry, but I was wrong. How can I make this right?
1: So, thanks, Tim. So if you keep doing the same thing over and over, and you know that a real amends is just to stop doing it, and you know you can't control it. And it says in the big book to, surre- to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do you freaking relax?
0: <laughs> 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 you know,
1: um, your life outcome?
0: Um... We relax and take it easy. Um, You know, I don't know, I don't have any experience with
1: relaxing. (laughs) I I know.
0: I I, kind of like going it. I like this pace. I I, I like this pace. I like where um, I am. And so. I, I still don't have that where the voices are quiet. I don't. They still chatter at me. They still, a lot sometimes, you know. Um, but I, for me, I find truly what helps me is, is working with, with, with a lot of guys because they'll drop, they, if I'm not thinking, I'm thinking about them. How can I focus on what they're saying? Okay, how can I help here? You know, how can I clear space to step, to help them see that they really don't have a problem? They really don't have that problem that they think they have, and that's all. And then, oh yeah, you're not eating. That's right. Yeah, you're doing great over here. You're doing great. That, that'll take care of itself, you know. And, but when I'm thinking about myself, that's when that's when you know I, that's when I tend to get in trouble. So um, yeah, I don't have any experience with slowing down. <laughs> oh
1: yes. What are you? Why do you believe
0: that you're right? (laughs) What what what's the underlying fear uh, that I I have to make everybody believe that I'm right? Um, That if if you're wrong, you're less than. Yeah. If if I had to if I if I right now that's that's the answer. If if I'm wrong, I'm less than that. I'm not enough. That was, the uh, success was a very important, uh, what I, my uncles on both, I come from big families, Irish Catholic, German Catholic on both sides, like ten kids on each side, and they were all financially successful. And that was, that, that's the bar I put down. And they always seem to be right. (laughs) They always seem to be right. And, and, uh, um, or they made you believe that they were right, that what you were wrong, they were right, and, and in, a, in some ways, in a loving ways, other ways, not so. And so, yeah, that if I'm wrong, I'm less than. Not that I'm just asleep. Not that I'm just in, in where I'm at. That I'm less than. So that's what I would have to say. Then.
1: Thank you for your share. Um, so, what happens when you feel like
0: that you're less than? What does that mean to you? You, you know. What does uh, so? The question was, what does it what does it feel like when I'm less than? Yeah, what does it mean to you? you? know, I'll be honest with you. I've never even thought of it. <laughs> I really, until it was asked, that that uh, I've never even thought uh, uh, that I was less than. And it, it, it's an interesting piece of business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's something I'll take forward in, in in my meditation. So so, thank you for bringing that out.